MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Always good to be here, RJ, on a busy football Monday here on Straight Out of Vegas. And we start in the NFL. We have the final four set. And we're going to start in the AFC to be specific, where the one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, beat the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday 31 to 13. It's the first AFC title game appearance for Kansas City in 25 years and the first ever AFC championship game ever at Arrowhead Stadium next weekend. RJ, what is, was the Vegas takeaway on the Kansas City Chiefs performance? Yeah, I think it extends to the entire four teams here. Fez, so let's start kind of macro. These are the four best teams in football. I mean, at various points, you could have debated the Chargers were on that list of the top four. Maybe New England wasn't. Uh, you could have debated the Bears, I think, at certain points. But as of today, it seems to me it, you'd really struggle to make the case that these aren't the four best teams. And they are my four best teams, absolutely. And they're all within half a point of each other, RJ, in my power ratings. Which means that whoever wins these games, we're looking at a pick Super Bowl. Maybe one team favored by one. Maybe another team favored by one. I'd be shocked. Tell me if you agree. Shocked, shocked, shocked. No matter what the matchup is, if any team is even a field goal favorite in the Super Bowl. I would be shocked as well. RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Now, 
as Jonas said, first game, Indy, you got it wrong. Fez, you've had a great year on your Tuesday early looks. Tomorrow, you were right about the line move. And I know you like to take solace in that. You can keep you warm at night because you had to sell your blankets. You could say, but the line closed four and a half. You got the line move right again. Let's give you some a little touch of credit. But boy, oh boy, were you wrong about the Colts. Explain to the country. How, how much time we got? <laughs> I'll tell you when you start getting boring. Let's start with Indy's ability to protect luck. I talked about how great their pass protection had been, how when they had their starting linemen, the everyone intact. Zero sacks allowed in seven <laughs> games. I'm like, they're going to be able to protect Luck. Not the case. Kansas City got after him, harassed him, and sacked him three times. That really hurt Luck's performance. Huh, so you're telling me Kansas City has a great defense now. Well, they have a very good defensive line. So they were the 26th best defense by DVOA, but one of the three units was very good. It was. That doesn't seem. No, 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 wait. I didn't say was very good in the game. I'm saying is they you said in present tense they have a very good offensive or defensive line. You want to stick by that? Yeah, I will. Wow. So how can you be the 26th defense if one of the three units or or you know uh, levels of the defense right D line linebackers D backs and they're about equal in the number of players. So a third of your players is very very good. Yeah, the other two thirds are very very bad. Okay, so then why would the Colts be more susceptible to this very good, and I'll put it in quotes, offensive line? I keep saying that. Defensive line, why would they be any more than any other team? I mean, I don't hear why you were wrong. And, and to me, I'll be honest with you, I think it's very important we take responsibility because if the, to me, when sports Vegas guys try to act like they're always right, it does such a big disservice. Not only are they deceiving people, but about what right really means. Meaning, you know, someone gave me a nice compliment on Twitter. They said, oh, you know, one of RJ's takes was really sharp. They said, it's almost like, you know, again, it was a nice thing. He said, he goes, it's almost like rocket science. He should be doing rockets. And I retweeted and I said, well, 55% success rates do not work on rockets, <laughs> but that's the goal in sports betting, let's get it right 55% of the time. So, Steve Fezzik, I'm going to give you another chance to explain to me. Now, I don't, you could say, like, let's skip a few things on this. One is, I can say, what did you get wrong? And you could say, the score. Because I thought the Colts would play closer. Okay, we got it, right? You were wrong about the score. Also, I thought the Colts would play better, all right? Or Kansas City played better than I thought. All that, everyone can gather that. When you like one thing and the other thing happens, it means you were wrong. And it means whatever led to that other thing is the issue. So what can we improve on? Because right, it sounds like your takeaway here is, oh, my gosh, we got to do some massive upgrade to Kansas City, even though they had the 26-ranked defense all year because they got three sacks. We should all of a sudden say, oh, Kansas City's got a maybe above-average defense. That doesn't seem to carry any water. So one more try. All right. Well, let's talk about the Kansas City offense that hadn't been as good the second half of the year as the first half of the year. Why? Still the number one offense. Still the number one offense. But so you're saying the number one offense played well. They That's what you got well wrong. They played like they'd been playing early in the year. And a big part of it was that Tyreek Hill looked a lot healthier. They're great number one wide receiver. Their number two wide receiver, Watkins, who hadn't played since week 12, 
came back. He had a nice game, six catches. And their third string running back, Damian Williams, really played well in this game. He has continued to play well. I thought that this was an aberration. He played well at the end of the regular season. I did not expect that that would continue. And he had a really solid game. All right. So I'm starting to see some stuff here. So what what we're saying is Kansas City has a defense because what's very important is that we split up what happened that tells us something about the next game versus what happened. So for example, if the starting quarterback, Andrew Luck had gotten hurt on the first play and Kansas City wins easily, we might say, you know, there's not much to learn from this game because unless Tom Brady gets hurt the next game, probably not going to be the same situation. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, we talked about the Chiefs win over the Indianapolis Colts a few minutes ago. Now the team facing Kansas City at Arrowhead this upcoming weekend will be the New England Patriots after they take care of the Chargers. 41-28 on Sunday, marking the 13th consecutive AFC Championship game appearance for New England. So, RJ, what is the Vegas takeaway on what we saw yesterday with the Pats? And I think a way Vegas is different with our takeaways we want to identify what was just random and because random happens and what taught us something about these teams. So as we look at the scoreboard, New England won easily. We look at the box score and we would say scoreboard was right because sometimes there's misleading finals, faulty finals, scoreboard's wrong. Scoreboard was right in this case. Yeah, if anything, the scoreboard was kind to the Chargers, who only got outgained by 150 yards and really could have lost this game by 28 points. So scoreboard and box score line, the truth is domination from the Pats. First question, how did they do it? Not why, but how. Was it the line of scrimmage? Was it the ability to run the ball, et cetera? Well, first of all, great scheme on offense by New England. They identified. But that sounds like the why. So what I'm saying is break down the domination. Where if you would, if your young child, Johnny, would have said, Daddy, boy, I didn't get a chance because I was studying my chess books. But boy, it looks like the Patriots won. And I looked at the box score and boy, it looks like they dominated. How'd they do it on the field? Not why, not Oh, it looked like they were exploiting the gap, this and the blah, blah. No, what was just with the eye test? What did you see? How did that domination show itself? Well, New England was the much fresher team in terms of energy. Here's a team that had been home for a month. And here's a Charger team that had had, this was their third long road trip in a row. Yeah. So that's another why. So Brad, can you help us with that? Yeah. So what New England did as far as the box score was, you know, they, they ran, they were able to run at will early and often on the Chargers defense. So I would thought line of scrimmage, total domination. And you would think, and remember, we were talking about Colin Cowherd's talk. Uh, he loved the Pats. We all love the Pats. We got this one right. But the theory was the Chargers are the better team. Perhaps I thought maybe even, but some even thought, but the situation was so advantageous. So what we're seeing is the way that that, in this case, why, why, the Pats were able to dominate, showed how they were able to dominate, which was physically, it sounds like, at the line of scrimmage, something you wouldn't expect from this Pats team against the Chargers team. Yeah, Sony Michelle had 100 rushing yards basically in the first 20 minutes of the game, the running back for the Pats. Now, when we were talking about the why, I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers here around the Wise Guy Roundtable. Fez, I think you're exactly right. I felt like this was one of the most disparate, situational spots. One of the biggest situational advantages I had seen in a long, long time. Patriots week six team home, double digit favorite one easily against the bills week 17 home double digit favorite one easily against the jets a bye the next week. On the other hand, the chargers, we all heard about it to Denver to Baltimore and they had to go back to LA. Then all the way to new England over 10,000 miles, and the joke was, well, Belichick drove about 10 miles 
between the film room and his house during that time they went 10,000 and boy based on what we saw it looked like that the Chargers were a tired team on top of that I think the second why why did it happen had to do a scheme and to me Belichick is the genius and Lynn to me is a bottom quarter of the NFL coach. Now, any NFL coach is good. A lot more knows more football than me, but amongst that rarefied 32, I think Lynn is bottom quartile and boy, did it seem like Belichick felt optimistic. And to me, the sign, the giveaway was the Patriots taking the ball. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, 
I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, we've broken down the AFC Divisional playoff games over the weekend. It's time for the NFC, and we start in New Orleans, where the Saints took care of the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14, to trailing 14 to nothing early. New Orleans, 20 unanswered points, and they will advance to host next week's NFC title game in New Orleans. RJ, what is your takeaway from what we saw yesterday at the Superdome? So we got the scoreboard reality. I'd make the case box score. Saints are probably a little more dominant. It would seem after that start, and I can't remember who said it, but the quote was, Drew Brees was pretty much doing what he wanted to do. That long touchdown drive was as impressive a long drive as anyone's seen. Fez, I think it's open to debate, though. The Saints did not cover the spread. By definition, they fell short of expectation. Do you think, boy, at best we keep the Saints where they were, we consider downgrade, or because, hey, they got hit with a couple haymakers, give the Eagles credit, the fact they were able to keep their composure and come back, is that actually more impressive than an easier cover? Where do you land on the conclusion on the game itself? Well, I kept the Saints the same in my power rings, but I leaned towards a slight downgrade. I'm concerned about the Saints' offense, RJ. Frankly, a big part of their success in the second half, that really long drive, great drive, no doubt about it, but I think it was a big part of that is the Eagles, I think, ran out of gas. Fifth road game in six weeks, several injured players. But that's the thing, is if the Saints would have won the game easily, you could have said the same thing. So... It's like there's these ready-made excuses. Every Here's the thing people got to realize. Every side has a reasonable handicap. It's never like, oh, my gosh, you like that side? You're dumb, 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 D-U-M. No. If it was dumb to be on that side, then quickly the line would move and make it not so dumb. Right Now, sometimes the results are going to seem like, boy, that side was dumb, but that's the randomness of games. Sometimes the team's going to win by 30. Now the team, they're going to, hey, if we, if anything, the Eagles got killed, killed by this same Saints team in the same venue, pretty much the exact same players, except for Foles. Unless you really believe, oh, Foles is some big upgrade, you would have thought Saints were the easiest pick in the world. But obviously, you can play a next game the next day, not necessarily in football, and it could be a very different result. We see that in baseball. We see that in NBA, in a seven-game series all the time. So there is no dumb sides, right? There's a, a probably most of the time at worst, there's a 45% side because you're missing a few things and there is a wrong line. That's the kind of games we want to be on the other side of. That's what pro batters are on the other side of Fez. But now there, what was the handicap against the Eagles? The handicap was, Oh, their D backs are weak. Oh, the D line for Philly isn't going to be able to get their pressure. Uh, that they do against most teams because Breeze gets the ball out so quick. And, oh, Eagles are going to be tired. Just the fact that the Eagles, uh, you know, or let's just say the Saints dominated the second half, are we just going to point at the Eagles being tired and say that's the reason? 
Well, I think what happened in the game, too, if you watch the game, the okay. two, two of the Eagles. So that's what I'm asking you. Make the case. During the game, two of the Eagles linemen actually had to leave the game with injuries. Now, they came back and they played. But the point was, here's a team that already had a depleted defense. And their defensive line, their strongest part of their defense, was getting injured during the game. I was shocked that the Saints could only put up 20 points given those injuries to the D-line during the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. One last game to take a look back on in the NFL Divisional Playoffs from this past weekend, and it took place in the Coliseum on Saturday night where the Rams beat the Cowboys 30-22. to L.A. on to the NFC title game next Sunday against those New Orleans Saints. Scoreboard says eight points, Fez. What does the box score tell us? Box score says that the Rams probably should have won by just about eight points. All right, so we got the score and the box score lined up. Now, how and why? One more time. How is what was the way on the field that they won by eight? Passing the ball, running the ball, intercepting the ball. And then the why is, well, why do we think it happened? So first, the how. The how is that the Rams pounded the rock. They ran the ball 48 times. They only threw it 28 times. Okay, now we came in saying Dallas top seven or so, if not better, run defense. Wow, wow. Now, I heard some rumors out there. I think the Ringer had an article that somehow they had something, the Rams had something figured out where based on some clue they knew if the team was going to stunt the d-line was going to stunt or not and that was a huge advantage had had you seen that i did see that it was amazing the success not just now, wouldn't sean lee have been saying hold on guys <laughs> i mean you say i mean the magician sean lee couldn't he have stopped it you would think so maybe they dummied up the play calling and they fooled sean lee who knows but i know that Gurley got 100 yards that wasn't a surprise cj anderson also getting 100 yards but here's the question we kind of dismissed to some degree not dismissed but we discounted discounted the new england result because we said everything was lined up to favor new england let's pump the brakes about that dominating performance if the rams had this huge edge on they knew what the D-line was going to do for the Cowboys, and the way that they won, the how they won, was running the ball into that D-line. Don't we say, hey, great win, but is that transferable to the next game? Probably not, and I think— So do you then diminish the Rams' margin of victory in your mind? Yes, and I'm concerned that McVay does not trust Goff. The fact that he only threw the ball 28 times, now you could argue Yeah, but if you're winning, you don't need to— Fair enough. But when they did throw, I mean, yeah, they were effective, but I don't I don't know if Goff's trustworthy here in the playoffs. I'll tell you this. If you stack rank these four quarterbacks, you know who's fourth. We can tell you that much. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.